When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Tuesday, May 23rd, 2017, here on the Patriots Beat Podcast. We've got a great show for you guys today. A lot of stuff to talk about here. We have the NFL owners meetings, a couple big votes coming up there. Uh, the Patriots are currently having OTAs. Well, media will have first access to OTAs later on this week, so we'll talk a little bit about that. That and plenty more here on the Patriots Beat Podcast, powered by CLNS Media. This is Larry H. Russell speaking on behalf of the network, thanking you once again for downloading the Patriots Beat Podcast here on CLNS Radio, the leading online provider of audio-video coverage for New England professional sports. Download the free CLNS Radio mobile app for your iPhone or Android for immediate and convenient access to all the content available on the CLNS Radio YouTube channel, podcasting network, and clnsradio.com. Now, on to another edition of Patriots Beat. Take it away, Harris. Thanks, Larry. What's going on, guys? Michael Longi here, filling in for Harris while he's on vacation. It is episode number 194 of the Patriots Beat podcast here, powered by CLNS Media. We can go to clnsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at CLNS Media, Facebook, facebook.com slash CLNS fans. Uh, so, guys, episode number 194 is brought to you by Zip Recruiter. It's a new year, which means a fresh start for your business, and a great year starts with making great hires. Posting your job in one place is not enough to find quality candidates, so if you want to find the perfect hire, all you need to do is post your job to all the top job sites, and now you can, with ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter, you can start your hiring in 2017 by posting your job to over 200-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with just a single click. You can find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch the qualified candidates just roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. There's no juggling emails, no juggling calls to your office. You can quickly screen candidates, rate them, and hire the right person fast. So you can find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 1 million businesses. And right now, our listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com sportsfan. That's ZipRecruiter.com sportsfan. One word, sportsfan. One more time, go to ZipRecruiter.com sportsfan to post jobs for free. So guys, uh, obviously it's the the end of May. We're coming up on June, kind of a dead time during the NFL season, as dead as there possibly can be. But there still is news going on today. Um, the NFL owners' meetings are taking place. They would take place yesterday and today. Uh, owners are expected to vote on a proposal that will uh, two proposals that will directly affect play on the field this year. So pretty important. Let's talk about them real quick before we get into some Patriots stuff. Um, the first thing that the owners are going to be voting on, and it is expected to be approved pretty unanimously, 
by the owners is a proposal that will reduce overtime, uh, overtime from 15 minutes to 10 minutes. So um, it's being spun as a player safety issue, but, um, you know, I'm not sure where that comes into play. Really, the fact is, is it looks like a lot of, there's going to be a lot more ties. Uh, a lot more coaches seem to want the uh, seem to want this to happen. I mean, at the league the league meeting in March, coaches were really kind of supporting this, saying, "Yeah, you know, coaches, uh, the overtimes really hurt the players. The players are usually exhausted, and it would be better if it was just a 10 minute overtime." So it looks like that's going to pass pretty pretty unanimously among the owners. Um, I don't know. It's going to be weird. It's uh, First of all, I personally think it's going to lead to more ties. I know apparently the research says that it's not going to lead to more ties. Coaches are not convinced that it's going to lead to more ties because coaches coach to the clock and it wouldn't be as, uh, it wouldn't be as ridiculous as it sounds. So I don't know. I think that players are probably going to be happy about it. Coaches seem to be happy about it. So at the end of the day, that's what's going to happen. Uh, I think, you know, but fans, I don't know how fans are going to feel about that. Um, and especially if there are actually going to be more ties. If more ties end up happening, fans are going to be upset. Fans don't want to see ties. Uh, I personally hate the fact that there are ties in football, but the fact there is. So, you know, what are you going to do? Now they're just making them more likely. I don't really understand the move behind that, but um, I guess... It, you know, it's going to mean more to if you win the overtime toss, you could drive for seven and a half minutes, kick a field goal, and then hold them for, you know, it, there's a lot of different things that could happen. I don't know. I'm not really sure how that's going to work. If, if, if there's more ties that end up happening, it's going to be rough, and uh, fans are not going to like it. Players and coaches probably aren't going to like it eventually because it's going to affect their team and their, in the standings and all that stuff. So, I don't know. Um, anyway, the second thing that owners are going to be voting on which will receive universal support and probably should um, there's going to there's a proposal that means that now there will be teams will be allowed to bring back two players from injured reserve during the season so back in 2012 they decided that okay we're going to have if as long as a player has been on injured reserve for at least six weeks he can return to uh the field eight weeks after, you know, he was placed on injured reserve. So the Patriots did that last year with Dion Lewis. They held him out until I believe it was week nine. Uh, they placed him back on a short-term injured reserve in training camp after the setback, and then waited until I think it was week nine, maybe week ten, and they brought him back. Um, they 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 took him off injured reserve, I believe, in week eight or week seven, uh, and then gave him a couple weeks just practicing and not starting, and then. He ended up playing and ended up contributing to the team. So now you can do that for two players. In 2012, they made the rule that you can do it for one player. So now you can do it for two. And, you know, it makes sense. Uh, it's just more flexibility on the roster. It gives te uh, teams a better chance if you lose a really good player. Um, or Let's say you lose two really good players early on in the season. You put them on the short-term IR, and you can bring them both back. Before this, you'd have to make a decision on which one of those guys you bring back. So... That's a good idea, I think. I personally think it would be a great move for them. And uh, there's also going to be a couple things, uh, on-field player celebrations, uh, stuff like that. They're just going to they're gonna be talking about stuff like that. But that, those are the two main things coming out of the owners' meetings uh, today. So, you know, things to look out for. Those are things that will actually affect play on the field. So those are, you know, things to pay attention to, things you want to know about.
Um, moving on to some Patriot stuff. We'll get out of here. We're not going to be here for too long today, guys. We, we, you know, there's not, while there is some stuff to talk about, there is not a ton of stuff to talk about. So, uh, I'll just get you guys caught up in some key dates coming up on the Patriots calendar. It's starting to really kind of take shape. We're looking at things for at least the next couple of months. We've kind of got things pretty much uh, laid out for us. So, um, Yesterday and today, were there were Patriots organized team activities. They were closed to both the public and the media, so we're not really sure what's going on there yet. Guys are just showing up. The, the at this point in the year, they did. Uh, they were able to start showing up last week. This week, they're allowed to stay for longer periods of time at the facility. I believe it went from uh, four hours to six hours, or from six hours to eight hours per day. They're allowed to spend at the facility. Uh, but Thursday is the day that you guys want to watch out for because Thursday is uh, the day that the the first day that organized team activities will be open to the media. Now they'll be closed to the public, so you won't be able to go down to Gillette and watch them or anything like that, but the media will have access to that day on OTAs on Thursday, which obviously works out perfect for us here at Patriots Beat because we'll be bringing you an episode on Friday morning. So uh, I'll be sure to get on. I'll be back here on Thursday. I'm back here on Friday, excuse me, so I'll be sure to pay attention on Thursday, get all the reports for you guys and give you your first real report on the team on the field uh, from OTAs this Thursday. Uh, next week, there'll also be another one. More uh, The 31st and June 1st, there'll be more organized team activities that will be closed to both the public and the media. And then minicamp. Minicamp is only two, two and a half weeks away, June 6th to the 8th. Uh, again, closed to the public. You won't be able to go down there and watch, but the media will be there. Uh, also, June 12th, there'll be another OTA that's open to the media. So we'll have some, some news rolling in over the next couple weeks of, of players on the field, how guys are looking, uh, you know, things to look for. Uh, obviously, there's so many new players on this team that, uh, you know, both on offense and defense, it'll be really interesting to see how these guys, you know, react with one another. It'll be interesting to see um, what Stephon Gilmore's role is. Is he really, he's going to be the number one corner? taking Malcolm Butler's spot off of his own team. Is that going to be the case? Um, Brandon Cooks, how is he going to look? How's the chemistry between Cooks and Brady? How's the chemistry between uh, the rest of the receivers and Brady? You know, I mean, it's it's going to be interesting to see how all these guys get going. Uh, we've got a bunch of new running backs on the team. Uh, so it, it, there's a lot of moving parts here. We've got a, a lot of rookies coming in, uh, some rookie free agents that we've got. So there's a lot of different things that you're going to want to keep an eye on over these next couple weeks because we're really going to get we have three opportunities for the media to you know be able to say what's going on on the field you won't be able to go down there and watch them that won't happen till training camp in late july uh, a date has yet to be set for that so um late july the official date will be announced i'm assuming shortly probably some point in june uh we'll bring that to you guys once we get it but those are the key dates um like I said, over the next couple of weeks are really the days that we're going to want to start paying attention. Uh, I know it's, uh, it's, it's you know, NHL playoff season, it's NBA playoff season. All you Celtics fans out there, you know, we got a really great treat on Sunday. The season could potentially be over by uh, the time training camp rolls around on Thursday, however. So while I would like to keep an optimist point of view as a Celtics fan, you know, the fact of the matter is you might want to start focusing on football. Once the end of the week rolls around. And uh, we'll be able to bring that to you on our Friday episode. We'll bring you all the reports from uh, that first media access to OTAs on Thursday. So 
other than that, guys, there's there's some interesting you know little bits and stuff in the news. Uh, obviously, we had last week we had the big news with Tom Brady. Um, was he? Did he have a concussion? Um, he was not diagnosed. He, um, his agent Don Yee came out and said, you know, there's uh, quote Tom was not diagnosed with a concussion last year. Many of the protocols and safeguards are still evolving, and it's obviously a good thing the organization and everyone else close to him is visual and always looking out for his health. End quote. Uh, this was obviously started last week when Tom Brady's wife, Giselle, went on CBS this morning and said that Tom's had concussions. He had one this year, this past season. Um, You know, uh, would I doubt that Tom Brady had a concussion this past year? Like, at some point? Uh, no, I wouldn't doubt that. Absolutely not. I think that it's highly possible that that happened, even potentially likely that that happened. Um, but here's the deal. In order for, you know... A guy to get diagnosed with a concussion, he's got to first of all show the symptoms. Not every concussion, you visibly show the symptoms of that concussion. So, there's a high possibility that Tom Brady, in his, what is this, 17th year in, in the NFL, has learned, and I hate to say this, I hate to be this guy, but he's probably learned how to hide a concussion at this point. Right? I mean, let's let's not be naive here. Let's not be naive. I think Tom Brady potentially could have had a concussion last year, not told the team about it, and played through it, and been fine. I think that that is very possible. It's also possible that Tom Brady never had a concussion, and Giselle, who, you know, obviously cares about her husband's health because she's mentioned before that she wants him to retire, right? And, you know, she obviously said that stuff on CBS this morning because she she's saying, you know, she wants him to be around for a long time, and she wants, you know, him to potentially quit playing football now on the other hand Tom Brady's saying hey I want to play for at least five more years so um so there's a little bit of a disconnect there but you know it's 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 tough concussions are always a sketchy subject I think that it's pretty obvious that if the team had known Tom Brady had a concussion he would not have played I mean they did have Jimmy Garoppolo at the at whatever point we're saying let's say Tom Brady had a concussion um in week nine or week 10 or something, right? Jimmy Garoppolo was on the team. He was still able to play. If, if, that, if that's the case, I mean, we saw what he did earlier in the season. If Brady had a concussion and needed to sit out a game or two, I have no doubt that they wouldn't have a problem putting Jimmy Garoppolo back on the field. So I'm not really sure where this whole thing where, oh, I mean, he was hiding it. There's no way that they were, or the team was hiding it. Not that Brady was hiding it because that's possible because he wants to play. But that the team was hiding it? that the team would actually risk, out of, after all the stuff that's happened, and after all the ridiculous things that the NFL has gone after the Patriots for, for the team to then decide, let's hide Tom Brady's concussion from the league, that would be foolish. And if that is the case, I would hope that they get caught for that, because that is just absolutely ridiculous. But I don't think that's the case. I don't think that Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft and the team doctor and everyone else that would have to be in on this whole scheme, I don't think they're all that stupid, especially after the past two years and what we've seen happen. So I'm going to go with Tom Brady probably didn't have a concussion. That's, what, that's just me. That's what I'm going to go with. Probably didn't have a concussion. But who knows? I mean, if anyone would know, I guess it would be Tom Brady's beautiful supermodel wife, Giselle, who he probably would let know something like that. But, you know, who am I to say? I have no idea. Uh, we're going to take a quick break right now, and then we'll come back, and we'll just wrap it up with some other news and notes from uh, from around the Patriots world. 
Not all ingredients are created equal. Fresh, high-quality ingredients make a real difference, so it's important to know where your food comes from. I know that me personally, when I was living in a college dorm, I used Blue Apron in order to get my fresh ingredients so that me and my roommate Jack could cook up some nice meals, maybe some fresh steaks, maybe some good chili, some quality stuff. And it's also a very fun holiday gift, so maybe for a nice Valentine's Day gift or a nice birthday gift coming up, I would give it to, I wouldn't give it to a girlfriend, obviously Blue Apron would be a little rough, but give it to a family member, maybe they can get some high quality ingredients in their life. For less than $10 per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. Blue Apron knows that when you cook with incredible ingredients, you make incredible meals, so they set the highest quality standards for their community of artisanal suppliers, family-run farms, fisheries, and ranchers, whether it's Japanese ramen noodles, wild-caught Alaskan salmon, or heirloom tomatoes, Blue Apron is bringing you the best. So check out this week's menu. Get your first three meals free with free shipping. Go to blueapron.com patriots. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. That's blueapron.com patriots. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. All right, we are back here on the Patriots Beat Podcast, just wrapping things up here. Some news and notes from around the team. We were discussing Tom Brady a little earlier. Some more Tom Brady news around the way. Tom Brady has a new corporate sponsor. Uh, So as we all know, Tom Brady is generally associated with some pretty expensive stuff. Um, He's he's, very few corporate sponsors for Tom Brady. He's got Under Armour. He's got Tag Heuer. He's got, uh, what is it, that Beauty Rest of Mattress. And Uggs. And now, Aston Martin, the British car manufacturer, announced on Friday that Tom Brady has been signed to a multi-year endorsement deal. Um, Tom Brady will be driving and pitching the Aston Martin DB11, which is a car that, if you are wondering, costs just under $212,000. So... Um, According to the North American president of Ashton Martin, Laura Schwab, uh, quote, we're looking for partnerships that make the brand resonate and make sure people know who we are. Tom and Ashton Martin are similarly aligned with their path to excellence. So, and Tom said, quote, as a longtime fan and driver, I'm honored to join the Ashton Martin team at this special moment in the company's history. So, Tom, I mean, I'm looking at a picture of the car right now, and it is very nice. Um, So, yeah. The part of the deal, I guess uh, Brady said, uh, part of the deal is that he will. There will be a, a bunch of commercials in which Brady will share what drives him, and then he'll be featured with the car. It'll be you know stuff like that. Uh, he will also create his own version of the company's Vanquish S car, and only twelve of those cars will be made and sold to the public. So those are going to be real expensive. We're talking, you think 212000 expensive? These ones are going to be real expensive. So, Tom Brady just continues to kill it, um, making money wherever he can. That's interesting. That is interesting, Tom Brady. Just, you know, he always he only gets the most exclusive endorsement deals. He's not out here pitching Taco Bell, right? He's pitching Aston Martin. He's pitching Under Armour. He's pitching Uggs. He's pitching all this other crazy stuff. Um... Hey, more power to him. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure that money that's coming in from that will be just as good, if not better, than any money he can get uh, from football. So, and that money is gonna be. It's gonna be much less taxing on him, right? 
than a football career, as we were just spe- speaking about uh, <laughs> concussions and stuff before the break. Um, some other news from around uh, Patriots land. Voting concluded for the Patriots Hall of Fame this past Monday, so we'll we'll be able to see uh, probably later on this summer who was voted into the Patriots Hall of Fame. But there are now, um, this week, there should be a fan vote that will be announced. Um, it hasn't been announced yet, but we're still waiting on it. The choices for this year's uh, fan choice are cornerback Raymond Claiborne, who played with the team from 1977 to 1989, defensive lineman Richard Seymour, who was a part of three Super Bowl-winning teams from 2001 to 2008 he was here, same with Mike Vrabel, who was a linebacker for that same period of time, 2001 to 2008, three-time champion. Those are the three finalists. Um, you know, all of them do deserve to get in. I'm, I obviously can't claim to have watched Raymond Claiborne play because he retired two years before I was born. However, Richard Seymour and Mike Vrabel are two of you know my all-time favorite Patriots players from those original Super Bowl teams. It's, you know... None of them is a slam dunk. You know, there have been other players over the past, especially the past few years, that have been like, well, obviously he's going to get in as the fan choice. Drew Bledsoe, 2011. Troy Brown, 2012. Teddy Bruschi, 2014. Uh, 2013, excuse me. Ty Law, 2014. So, you know, that's going to be interesting to see who... Because Seymour and Vrabel could very well potentially take votes from each other. As you know, fans that were, you know, younger fans who didn't see Claiborne play, guys like me who didn't see Claiborne play, they did see Seymour play. They did, they grew up with Seymour and Vrabel. But those two could, you know, split the vote. Seymour was so great, such a great player, such a great pass rusher, such a critical part of those defensive lines. But think about Mike Vrabel and his impact and the fact that he used to catch passes on offense and stuff like that. I mean, that's a tough. That's a tough choice to decide between. Um, and then Raymond Claiborne, obviously, who played for, you know, twelve years with the Patriots, great cornerback, one of the best corners in the history of the team. That's that's another difficult choice. Then again, like I mentioned, he'll probably only catch votes from older fans, unless there are younger fans who know about the exploits of Ray- Raymond Claiborne. And if there are those people, I don't know who they are, right? So I think it's probably going to come down to either Seymour or Vrabel, and that is a tough choice. That is a tough choice. Now, I'm not sure how it works with the Patriots Hall of Fame. If, like, one of them doesn't get it, then they'll never get a chance to get in because if that's the case, that's going to be tough. It's going to make it even tougher to decide whether Seymour or Vrabel, especially, I mean, looking at them, they played the same amount of years in New England. They won the same amount of Super Bowls in New England. They both contributed heavily to those Super Bowl wins in New England. So, I mean, that that is a tough choice to make. That is a tough choice to make. But like I said, we're going to find out this week. Hopefully we can bring you that information on uh, Friday's episode of Patriots Beat. We'll be able to let you guys know who won the fan vote for the Patriots Hall of Fame. Um, other news around, um, Jason McCourty. There was a lot of rumors earlier this offseason that Jason McCourty, the, the twin brother of Devin McCourty, would uh, potentially sign with the Patriots. Um, but you know, it, it, the, he even said, told the NFL network that there was mutual interest, but there's no room for him quote. There's no room for me on that team. So, I mean, that's, 
pretty obvious. I, I would say I think it would be great if we had Jason McCourty on the team. I think it would be awesome, but it would mean that he's you know the number three cornerback, and I don't think that's where he wants to be playing. He's not going to be playing in the slot, and and even there, you kind of want to see. God, I mean, I guess you want to try to see what Cyrus Jones is going to do this year because he was your second round pick, your your top draft pick two years ago. You know, he had a terrible year as a rookie, and you know, not not something that you can't recover from. But he had a terrible year as a rookie, so he's really got to turn it around. Hopefully, he can do that. Um, and you're going to want to see him. You're going to want to see some of these younger guys. They 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 signed a couple undrafted guys uh, in order to bring them in here. See who can work in that third, fourth, fifth corner spot. There's going to be some slots open for special teams guys. Um, I'm not entirely sure I want to see Cyrus Jones playing special teams this year, which is unfortunate because he was a great special teams player in college. Um, his exploits are well known, but I mean he was he was god awful last year in the punt return game. He was terrible in coverage. It looked like he didn't know what he was doing out there. Um, so it's it's tough, it's tough. Um, but. I mean, there's that. There's a there's one other little piece of news here, um, out of the Patriots world. Former Patriots center Brian Stork, you know, jumped onto the scene as a rookie, contributed, started right away, had two really good years in the NFL, um, but battled concussions. They kept him off the field. The Patriots ended up trading him away after after David Andrews, another rookie, beat Stork out for the job last year during training camp. Traded him to the Redskins. He failed his physical in Washington. The trade was rescinded, and the Patriots just released him. Uh, not at, not long after that, well, actually in March of this year, he tried to catch on with another team. In March of this year, uh, he retired from the NFL. He announced last month that he has become a licensed realtor, and now, on uh, Thursday night, he announced that he accepted a graduate assistant job with Southern Mississippi. Uh, so he's going to be the offensive line coach, an assistant offensive line coach at yeah, the University of Southern Mississippi. Uh, so that's good. I mean, you know, good to see him catch it, falling on, landing on his feet. Excuse me. Um, only 26 years old. He only got to play two years in the league. So really, I mean, he doesn't even qualify for uh, like a league pension or anything like that. When you got to play at least three years in the league in order to get that money, um, so he didn't even qualify for that because he couldn't hang on for that long. Um, unfortunate, absolutely. Obviously, the concussions issue once again pops up. Um, that's tough. That's tough to hear. But you know, it's great that he. He caught another job in football. He's going to be a coach. Hopefully, he can move his way up and become, you know, I'm sure he'll he'll pursue this and try to become a, a real offensive line coach and maybe even a an offensive coordinator, or defensive coordinator, or maybe even a head coach one day in in either college or the pros or whatever. Uh, so all the best wishes to to Brian Stork and his in his ventures out there. But um, guys, we really don't have much left for you guys today. Um, much more full episode. On Friday, we're going to get reports galore from all the beat reporters coming out from uh, OTAs. The first media access to OTAs will take place on Thursday, May 25th, uh, May 24th, excuse me, May 25th. We will be bringing you Patriots Beat on Friday. We'll be able to talk about all things Patriots OTAs. How does Brandon Cooks look with Tom Brady? How do the young defensive players look trying to come in here? How do all the new uh, running backs, look, who's you know trying to get a spot, who's doing what, who's playing special teams, who's the third corner, who's the second safety, who's 
all these different things. We'll have answers to all these questions. Not all of them, but some of them. And we'll start to look at answers to other questions on Friday's Patriots Beat. We'll be bringing that to you live. Uh, until then, guys, thanks again for downloading today's Patriots Beat. Uh, today's sponsor, as always, ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter.com slash sportsfan to post your jobs for free. Again, that is ZipRecruiter.com slash sportsfan. That's one word, sportsfan, uh, to post jobs for free. I would like to thank our CLNS Media Executive Producer, Larry H. Russell, the founder of our great network, Nick Gelso, and everyone else who tuned in. Uh, my name is Michael Longi. This is the Patriots Beat Podcast, powered by CLNS Media.